Okay, welcome back to the Embody Your Wild podcast. My name is Jasmine and I am your host. I'm so excited to have a dear mentor and sister and friend on the podcast today, Rebecca Wilson. Rebecca is an incredibly potent medicine woman who I have journeyed with in many different ways over the past, I believe it's five years now. Mm. Um, She weaves such a beautiful array of feminine wisdom and feminine energetics through her own life and through her work. Um, So yeah, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, my love. It is an honour to be together in this way. Thank you. So, I'd love to hear a little bit about a, a little bit about you from your wet, your end. If there's anything that you feel called to speak into today, anything that's alive as we transition into our conversation. Yeah, what's alive in my corner of the world? Well, I guess this past year I've been through quite a powerful journey of coming back into my body in a deeper way, a way that I actually never knew was really like possible or available. I very much felt myself as living in my body. Of course, as you know, my teachings for many years have been always been deeply rooted in embodiment. But there's this new found layer of like being fully here that I've been able to access through lots of different modalities and um, lots of little different choices and shifts in my life. It hasn't just been one thing. And I think it's been a compound effect of many different ways in which I've been living and nourishing my body and prioritizing myself and taking good care of, you know, mind, body, soul, spirit, so yeah there's this newfound place of oh now I really feel safe Mm. wow yeah and as always I'm sure there's layer upon layer as we know (laughs) how this story goes and this life unfolds it it feels very different for me um I've been reflecting on it over the past couple of days my ability to really open to receive Um, has truly expanded because this safety is deeply anchored inside. So it is like now really safe for me to open to life because even if in that opening, you know, whatever is to arrive, um, because that's the fear, isn't it? That was my fear. If I truly open to life, I don't know what will happen, you know, this glorified idea of like, you know, and then the rainbows will come out and the shooting stars from the sky and there'll be, and sometimes we open to life and it's a shit show and you're like, oh, why did I do that? I want to close down again or it hurts there or it's painful there. And, and that had been many of my experiences. But what I realized in all of that, I was, wasn't, see, I didn't feel safe in my body, like truly safe in me in connection to myself. And when I have found this place inside, when I open whatever it is I'm opening to, it's okay. I'm safe there, regardless of what is to come. I've witnessed that most deeply, I think, in my relationship with my partner, 
truly and deeply being able to open in a very raw and vulnerable way and share myself um, without any kind of fear or worry or shut down because, you know, I've got me and then through that, the situation holds me too. Um, and there's been a depth of closeness and intimacy grow between us that, again, I didn't even believe or understand that could be possible. Mm. So that's a little bit about where I am right now. It's so beautiful and it's been it's so, so beautiful to witness as well over this past year. And it feels like this such a deep cellular foundational recalibration as such it's like Mm. when you journey embodiment you're always finding these new layers of embodiment and you find these like deeper thuds and arrivals in and then you're like oh this is what it's like to fully be here Mm. to not shut down to not close it's yeah it's been so beautiful to witness oh thank you yeah it's I mean I have little moments where I'm like oh I kind of shock myself like oh who's this at the table um you know and Ryan thinks it's really funny because he's like oh who's this at the party and he's in full celebration of it all of course um but you know we can laugh now because I'm like oh are you happy that I found my voice (laughs) and he's like yeah (laughs) you know I mean, we've been together a while now and he's always asked for such clarity from me, but I've always been fearful, particularly in relationship to the masculine because of my own patterns and woundings of like bringing that clarity. So I would kind of try and ask for what I want in this like really kind of confusing and complex way. And I could just see him like, oh, I've got no idea what this woman is saying. What are you talking about? And I realized that that is a way in which we stay stuck in the story. Because if I ask for the things that I need, but in such a complex and inunderstandable way, then he can't meet the need because he doesn't even know what the need is because I'm talking in riddles. Mm-hmm. And then I get to go, well, see, mm-hmm. I, my needs are not important. And I can't be met there. And it's the way that my victim, the victim consciousness that we all have, but my personal one would like, prove the story right Mm -hmm. rather than just saying I need this or I require that um and it was a fear of my own power actually yeah and I think we can only really truly access that power when we are inside the body with it Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's beautiful Mm, yeah it's for it's a full power remembering, a full power mm-hmm. remembering, a full power of like, it's the activation of safety from within, isn't it? It's that yeah. tending to the inner hearth, the inner child, all of the things. And when we have access to that, you know, the world opens up for us. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't mean that it's going to be like rainbows and unicorns all the time, <laughs> but it has that that openness and as you said the receptivity to it as well yeah yeah there's been a real maturation of some very um frozen young parts that were still existing in my body and my being and my psyche um 
and and through that like we speak about that deeper arrival into this moment like those parts that were really stuck and frozen in old timelines have kind of integrated and found their way back to now and I feel like more whole than I've ever felt um and it's interesting because in that there's this great release of like grasp and force and push and neediness in a you know it's okay to have needs and it's okay to be needy but there was a very toxic neediness that existed in my inner child because it was a it was a very deep wound um and even that and it's so interesting because as all of those have dissolved of course life pours onto me all the things I was requiring anyway because I'm not pushing it away or trying to pull it closer or demanding something different or telling it that it isn't right this way there's this kind of like softening and opening into the moment and life is just pouring all of the love and all of the connection and all of the intimacy and all of those just like the beautiful things that we're here to experience as humans um Mm in and it's like oh deep breaths and receive (laughs) softening the shoulders and being like I'm here yeah 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 I really kind of just want to almost like catch on to what you were saying about the demanding and the forcing and the pushing as a little bit of an inroad into our topic today um, because this is something that we can yeah really open into so and just as a little bit of an introduction me me and Rebecca I'm in one-to-one mentorship with Rebecca at the moment and we've been having some really really beautiful conversations behind the scenes around um extraction Mm. as as a theme that's very alive within the collective and how it shows up within the self within our connection to other, our connection to the earth, our connection to the feminine, um, and how it also shows up within this, the industry is just a really beautiful opening into what is here and how we can kind of tune into a more integral and grounded and more supportive way for everyone. So yeah yeah absolutely Mm. so Mm. with that (laughs) there's so many inroads in to this and what is very alive for me um as a bit of an inroad in is how in the past and this is my own personal experience that we can kind of we can start as an opener with is how um we have this very unconscious ability and sometimes it's not so unconscious but it does seem to live a lot in the in the unconscious collective of pulling from ourselves to get something else and that can be I remember that I used to do it as a a sales technique within my work pulling on my own past experiences to make a sale and there was always this real icky part you know even even when I was like hitting share 
on Instagram I could really feel it in my system and I was like is this right is this is this aligned and it's been a real journey over the past two or three years of tuning in and honing into what that is within myself and within the collective and kind of like this continual desire for extraction like unconscious desire for extraction from the feminine and how that manifests and shows up within us all so yeah 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 what comes to me is that you know when we are when we take we are unable to receive Mm -hmm. when we take from ourselves or we take from another uh, we are unable to simultaneously rest in receptivity with life Mm. and I believe that we've been deeply conditioned as women to believe that we must give before we receive Mm -hmm. and in that some way somehow there's been this like taking or giving of the self before being able to receive Mm A really beautiful example of this, which is kind of really zoomed out, but it really makes sense to me. Um, This year I've been really working with like my body and nutrition um, and I've been studying through the root cause protocol. Um, And anyway, I was going through all of this process and we were in one of the group calls and I was telling, you know, just sharing about my morning routine, like, oh, and I get up and, you know, I do this like, hours walk and then I do do some movement and then I do a cold plunge and then um and then I eat and this lady she was so beautiful and she said you take a lot from your body without giving it anything first Mm. and I was like I can still feel it in my throat I was like oh wow Mm -hmm. it was like this simply she was so sweet I was like oh my gosh and you know it's just one of those like the heavens opened and something just hit me in my heart and I thought I have been doing that all of my life Mm -hmm. you know and yeah we're talking about in this one area of like you know I fasted for long periods of my life like not eat until really late in the day expended all of this energy taken so much from myself before giving anything any sustenance any nourishment any care any love and then I just had one of those like real awakening moments where everything just like zoomed out and I could just see it how it manifested in every aspect of my life mm-hmm. in my relationships in you know business in all of these ways that I had prioritized taking from me for other or for something external, or in the name of look at me, I've got a great morning routine, or I'm a brilliant faster, or I'm a great, you know, self-sacrificing partner, or sister, or daughter, or friend, or space holder, I can take all this from myself, and give all this outside without needing anything, or Mm. very little, you know and it works until it doesn't because then the body is like we can't do this anymore and it can manifest in so many different ways and it manifests most deeply in our feminine energy our feminine essence right Mm -hmm. our physiology like unbalanced hormones like you know crazy menstrual cycles 
lack of you know um fertility lack of um, ovulation i mean so many things can can happen for us acne skin issues digestive issues these are all the ways that the body is like saying you're taking too much you're extracting so much from yourself mm-hmm. to try and get something in return and that's the interesting piece because when we are in that energy we're in the victim or the martyr or a bit of both right um and we're like but if I give all this out there surely I'll get something back and for me very unconsciously that is the place that a lot of that overgiving was rooted in it was rooted in expectation and demand of a return Mm-hmm. And that is a very sticky and very unhealthy place to be in relationship to anything, to our friends, our partners, our children, um, our clients, our work. Uh, and that it's that piece that when we're pulling from ourselves constantly in the demand that we get something back for that, we're not really in reciprocity with life. Mm-hmm. There's an, a real unconscious contract that we're creating there. Yeah. There's an expectation and an entitlement. And I, I said this once in a in a trauma training that I was part of, that one of the things that I always know when I'm out, like um, my nervous system's like dysregulated is I go into being very entitled mm. and it's that extraction energy. And, you know, when we're, when we're at that point of um, like dysregulation and we don't have the tools to bring us back in, we're actually, it's a sign that that there's depletion on some level as well. And what you were sharing was so interesting because like what, what it kind of brought into my sphere as you were speaking is that as a collective depletion is seen as the norm. Yeah. Sadly so. Yeah. Yeah. And hugely celebrated. Yes. How often is that um, a conversation of, that is celebrated? Mm-hmm. And actually underneath that, what brings me like a feeling of like sadness is it's actually a place in which a lot of people connect. Yeah. From. It's like the only place, known place in which connection can try and be built. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm constantly run down. Da, da, da. Oh, me too. And then there's two, can, there's a connection formed with another individual in that. Yeah. But it's connecting through the shadow, through the wound, mm-hmm. through the victim, through the martyr, mm-hmm. through the people pleaser, through the righteous one. Um, and when we form connections like that with others, and um, you know, we kind of feel a, a feeling of bonding, but within that kind of like shadow, well, of course, we're not going to get rid of that belief or that story or that pattern because we've we've forged connection there. And our true desire as humans is to be in connection. We need it to survive, right? So it's like, well, I, I don't want to let go of that now because I'm connected to that friend or that friend or that friend or that partner or, you know, whomever, even with our clients, Right. Mm-hmm. the people that we work with, the women that are in our communities. Oh my gosh, I can't talk about something different now. Like, you know, this is where I get all of my earning in my business from. This mm-hmm. is the thing that we've like unconsciously hooked into. Um, and so of course, then we stay in that place and we continue to extract from ourselves. 
and we don't evolve there um, and we stay in this depleted state yeah. which has an impact on us not and it's what is challenging I think for a lot of people to recognize is that the impacts on us or how costly that is to our bodies doesn't get revealed in the moment it is something that reveals itself later on down the line Mm -hmm. because we don't often like you know exist in that depletion for a couple of weeks and then have an incredible amount of ailments but over a long standing time it manifests in ways and we don't know what the outcome of that could be but our body will tell us at some point you know there'll be shut down disconnection from relationships maybe mental health issues emotional issues uh, physical um bodily uh, you know manifestations of ailments or issues um that inhibit our life in some way mm-hmm. um that block us from re- really being actually open to to life um and yeah it feels really sad for me that the there's such a place of connection in the lack, the depletion, the exhaustion, you know, I just wrote about this this week, like the glorification of busy and, you know, how everyone's like in this competition and then looking for some kind of celebration at how busy they are, how exhausted they are, how far can we push ourselves or take from ourselves uh, before, uh, for, for me, my own story in that, before somebody sees me. Yeah. There was a child inside of me screaming, look at me somebody look at me you know Mm -hmm. and that was the part that I found when I was like oh she is in the driving seat of this behavior and she's doing all of these things because she's starving for attention or connection or to be seen Mm. so I'll be really busy and either get the attention because I'm exhausted or because I'm celebrated for how great and strong I can be there. Or, you know, be the self-sacrificing space holder that like burns herself out over like a six year span of literally holding every space, every single hour that I wasn't sleeping. And like, but oh, it's in the name of service. But to whom? Who does that serve? Mm-hmm. And it was just these light bulb upon light bulb moments. Um, and all so that I could stay in a story. Um, but that was that part of me, that young part, you know, and like I just feel so much compassion for her. Like, somebody, look at me. Mm. And that is that young part driving the present moment that comes out in a distorted way. Of course, it is demanding and, uh, you know, expectant and believes it's a victim and, um, you know, people pleasing and all these kind of like patternings that were going on it wasn't it's a young part it was not the truth of me like adult day me but that part was frozen Mm. inside blocked inside and unconsciously you know had the keys to the vehicle and was driving driving the bus Uh, she now sits on the back seat (laughs) (laughs) she's welcome but she doesn't drive the vehicle anymore (laughs) not allowed to have the keys no um, she's a child she'd not absolutely I really hear you with that and I I like the the piece in particular like around connections formed from depletion and 
the pain body. Yeah. And it's so so prevalent. It's it's so the norm and it it takes so much courage to actually be like I can't continue on feeding this story within myself and within these dynamics because it can be confronting because there there may be those pockets of times where you're like there's this reformation of connections around you where some may shift completely out and some may come back in a new iteration and with that you know we we are hardwired for survival through connection and it's when when there's this active shift within to not live from that space of depleting or connecting with people from the pain body it's like how can how can you hold yourself in those moments where it's like oh the reconfiguration is here Mm. and trusting in how that unfolds yeah and it's far easier to come into that level of trust when there's less depletion yeah Mm. absolutely because when we are depleted or undernourished or lacking resource our body is in a state of survival Mm. you know I mean, this this is something I, I, I spoke about as well recently. It was like, ugh, it's very hard to choose kindness when we are in a state of survival, right? Um, it actually came up for me with my stepson and, you know, children are just such a gateway into this. And I was like tired, exhausted, whatever was going on. Um, and I could feel myself getting tense. And I was like, oh, I am on an edge here. <laughs> and I was like, yeah it's very hard to be kind even to even to a child when you are like you know your system is in a state of survival yeah but most of all it's really hard and challenging to be kind to ourselves Mm -hmm. and I noticed that too when I would be in states of depletion or undernourishment or lacking resource the thoughts words and actions I would have had inside of my own self were not rooted in kindness or love Mm. they were you know unkind expressions Mm. and it's like well of course my body is in a state of survival I'm not not prioritizing kindness when I need to survive when you know my nervous system is believing that there's a wild animal chasing me and I'm in a life or death situation not going to think about conscious communication or uh, kindly you know sharing or expressing myself or being kind to myself I'm just trying to live I'm just trying to survive and that is also a piece that many of us are hooked into um because our nervous systems have got frozen and trapped there at a point in time where maybe we were in a perceived state of survival I'm sure not many of us have had to run away from a wild animal in, you know, like a bear or so, or a tiger, but our nervous system has had some kind of experience of that through pain or trauma mm-hmm. or an experience that life has brought. And we can often stay stuck there because our body, um, especially if our body doesn't have enough energy to mobilize that threat and move through it, uh, excrete it out of the body in whichever way it needs to be in expression and then come back into regulation 
Mm-hmm. So that is where the on a cellular level, if we don't have enough energy to do that, we just store it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes that unconscious part that um, kind of rises up when it gets touched or triggered or activated and starts to uh, reenact in the present day moment. Yeah. Mm. So kind of with all of that, I'd love to kind of offer the question of, we've kind of looked at it on like a really deep cellular level um, and how it how connections are formed and created. But I'm wondering how you see this within how we meet our work of course we've kind of like explored that from the martyrdom and the self-sacrifice and the the prize of that um but also maybe how this looks and how we present ourselves and sell ourselves online and within within our spaces and stuff and and that kind of thread of like how how we can kind of come into this space of sharing the wisdom that each individual holds from this nourished place, this really supportive, this full place, fully resourced. Oh, yeah. Well, a few of the things that we're kind of doing over here in this space with myself and my beautiful assistant, Leanne, is really prioritizing nurture and the nourishment of the women that are in our community. And I feel there's a real testament to that, something that we've been doing for a really long time, but have just had a greater awareness, I think, of it recently. Um, And as you'll know, like there's many women that return year upon year, or they may have a little bit of space in between back into the space. Um, because my focus has always been on cultivating community and a space for women to form connection and relationship. Um, And with that, it is more about, for me, it's always rooted in an invitation, just Mm -hmm. simply, you know, a, a deep invitation to join us. I've always struggled with any kind of marketing idea of like, speaking to pain Mm. or that I know a better way than anybody else or that I know your body better than you know yours um and also just the space in which things get shared from a lack of integrity and that's something that you know I've seen really show up in the field in the industry and you know I've been in in spaces like that it's like the smoke and mirrors kind of um and it all has beautiful lessons but um the kind of real attractive um selling that happens and it pulls a part of you in that believes that that is somehow like the going to solve all of these things that are happening for you um and a lot of the time those kind of 
what I found to be true anyway, is when things are marketed or sold in that way, it's about that person. And I very um, gently try to dance in the way that I share and speak to my community and audience and about my work from a place of my own journey and my own unfoldings and understandings, but also making sure that it's known it isn't about me, it's about you Mm -hmm. or them or whomever is sat in the space. you know, there's this, and we've had many conversations, you and I, around this, but this very old, like, dogmatic kind of approach of, like, guru and student or teacher and whomever, the, 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 the seat of hierarchy and, like, those who sit below them, uh, that has never felt good for me. Um, it also feels very uncomfortable for me whenever women have expressed that they... Um, like when we did the wisdom keepers and some women would apply and say like they wanted to learn everything that I did so that they could do work like me. That makes me feel very uncomfortable because I'm like, well, we're actually here to find out the work that you're here to serve. Mm -hmm. And in that, if I just do not align to selling like myself as the point of other people's potential transformation, but rather to to share what is truly available for them should they choose to meet themselves more deeply. Yes. It's like none of this is my responsibility and none of it is my work. And I don't do not choose to be hooked into any of that, you know, energetically or spiritually or emotionally. It's just really I'm just offering a place for you to meet yourself more deeply Mm -hmm. and if that is something that is desired this is the place for you yeah and I I, you know we hope that that is what we weave into our copy and you know the, the the letters that the newsletters we send out and the blogs that we create it's to evoke something in the reader or the listener that opens something in them to realize that there's another part of them calling to be met and that this is a safe and sacred place for in which they can do that. Mm-hmm. And it's done so beautifully. And, you know, I, I can, I very much resonate with everything that you shared and I, I, I agree. And there's so many lessons in journeying into the kind of the more sparkly and shiny aspects of the field and learning from those spaces um and I I find that I keep coming back to and you said it as well is like this is not about the facilitator you know there's a hat that we have on our heads as we hold space but there's there's no part of that that iteration of ourselves that is better than the other and we can have we we can have experienced certain things on our life's journey that allows us to have this deep embodied wisdom and we don't need to pull that from ourselves to make a buck 
we can allow it to be infused into the the energetic field that we hold but we don't need to extract from that field or like extract or kind of pull on people's pain points for, from that experience to get them into our field and i really i love this the the invitation it's something that i very much have weaved in as well into my spaces it's all an invite and it's there to be taken now six months down the line or maybe never and that's okay it's that like how how it's such a it's a far more integrous way of meeting people instead of the forcing and the pushing because also that's exhausting as well yeah on both sides that's deeply exhausting yeah well it's still how the story of depletion can exist right how we exhaust ourselves and um you know what I found is whenever that is potentially played out the the women that it calls into my space are never truly aligned to the to the work um and to the space in which I curate there's a misalignment somewhere and it somehow doesn't land with them or uh, they don't fully commit or they don't stay in the experience or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, I was out of something there and it pulled something in um, that wasn't true or isn't aligned and therefore it hasn't been able to unfold in the way that it was meant to. Rather than like, here we are over here doing this thing you know reclaiming our power healing our bodies learning about all the ways in which we've created stories that inhabit you know inhibit us from being xyz you want to join us there's a seat at the table there's a space in the circle always but it requires for me anyway in my my experience it requires that woman to step in Mm -hmm. you know no like hooks or codependent bonds or like you know uh, enticing kind of like well if this and that it's simply like are you going to choose this for yourself Mm -hmm. or not either way it's fine yeah it will not and does not impact me because Mm -hmm. it's your choice for you you're not choosing this for me you're choosing it for you Mm mm-hmm and that's a really, really important like piece as well is it should never that that student teacher thing of, oh, I must please the teacher and sign up. That sh- is something that really needs to be cleared from the field. Yeah. That, like, mm, is it like punisher energy, disappointment energy from teacher down to student if you don't sign up it's like actually how can you hold the like the energy for them to make an informed decision that is so deeply aligned for them mm. is in full service to them and not us yeah. yeah it begins the journey in responsibility which is so radically important to I know <laughs> yourself and myself <laughs> And, you know, when we are truly guides, that is that is the segue in. 
And I noticed this in parenting, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I choose to kind of hold myself as a guide for my stepson. And I noticed one day that I was like, you know, can you tidy your room for me? And then I was like, for me, Mm -hmm. this is not my room, Mm -hmm. nor my responsibility. I thought that's interesting, you know, where's that come from? Whose voice is that? So I started to reframe it. I was like, could you tidy your room for yourself, please? Yes. Or would you like to tidy your room for yourself? Mm-hmm. Could you put your clothes away for you? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't really matter to me where his clothes are. They're his clothes or his room. Like if he wants to live in Squalum or not, or he wants to make his bed or not. And it started to teach like responsibility. And, he, you know, sometimes he would say, oh, I didn't make my bed today. And I'll be like, okay. And he'd be like, and that was, that's my responsibility. And it's like, yeah, learning to take care of mm-hmm. that that space, right? And it's such a powerful place to guide people in and from because it doesn't have any of those like, well, somebody's just going to do it all for me. Somebody's going to save me there. And with that extraction piece, what can often happen is like, oh, here's a facilitator who's going to fix me. They're going to save me. They've got the answers to all my problems. Um, I'll hand over my inner child or the wounded part of me in exchange for this monetary value. Mm -hmm. And that only breeds disappointment because, of course, that that desired outcome can never be cultivated there. But when there's a space of true invitation, like this is the this is what we're doing here. Do you want to join us? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's, it's my part to show up in this and how fully I show up in it is how deeply I will be transformed by it yeah and I think the responsibility piece is so foundational in this this type of work because only only you can show up only you can show up and I think within the kind of the extraction piece is when you're far more in responsibility that pattern begins to unwind because when you're in responsibility there's this element of okay what are my needs what what do I need to do to step into this next process this next whatever it may be and actually allow allows the person to be like is this true is this right for me right now is this the right person Am I have am I surrounded by the right people that fully support and nourish me as I move forward? And it's just like when we step into responsibility, we are we open into life on this like, oh, I don't even know what word to use for it. Like there's more integrity in it as well, in our choices, in our relationships, in in our work, in our field, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, for me, it's a a mature place to be. Mm-hmm. And it's that, you know, stone cold reality <laughs> yeah. of adult life. It's like, yeah, yeah I totally hear you. No one mm. is coming to save me. Yeah. Uh, it's really and that's really boring if you think yeah. about it it's, it's yeah. really boring for the, yeah. for the mind and for the parts of us that do want to be saved it's like oh oh I have to do it <laughs> and then we reframe it and we're like oh cool I get to do it so exactly. yeah 
Yeah. And it's unhooking and, well, unraveling and dissolving, you know, that fantasy kind of like mm. culture in yeah. which we've all been exposed to along the way. Yes. Thank you, Disney. Um, yeah. <laughs> years of unwinding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But connection to the reality of life um, mm. truly allows us to receive yeah. life. Everything happens in the present. And this is the thing that we we we're so far away from all of the time and that is because of the way that like there's so much conditioning around that even like within the manifestation world it's always like look forward and actually it's like no what's going on here like what's here now and that's where the magic starts to happen and all of this like what what's deeply alive for you in any situation now not two minutes in the future two years in the future what's here no good Mm, so as we begin to wrap up I'd love to just to give you a little bit of space and opportunity to share anything that's coming up for you where people can find you and just anything else you want to close on yeah so you can connect with me um on Instagram it's Rebecca underscore Wilson underscore and um yeah all the links to anything that you want to access uh available there um the podcast the blog there's so much content for you to listen to or read and experience yourself in a deeper and more beautiful way and we have the resourced woman online immersion which is coming up um in december so we begin on the 5th of december And it is a space for women to gather who are prioritizing resourcing themselves fully and deeply to be able to be more full for whatever their experiences are in their life, whatever their, you know, relationships, business, creativity, motherhood. Um, It's just a space of gathering to nurture and resource yourself so that you're a little bit more full for the fullness of life. Beautiful. Thank you. I'll add the links to your Instagram and to the um, program in December into the show notes. Thank you, my love. Thank you so much. It's been so beautiful to share this conversation with you for others to listen into. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me.